Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Bortles takes the snap. Feeling some pressure. Throws downfield in the pass. Is intercepted by Byard. He's Ball down game. at the 46. Ball game. Ball game. Ball game is right. First and goal from the one. They give it to Kyle Williams. Goes into the end zone. Touchdown. Kyle Williams. Touchdown. He lined up at the fullback spot. Steps up. Fires down the middle. Complete. At the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Oh, Cincinnati. Oh, my gosh. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. The playoffs are finally here. Regular season in the books. Welcome to the first round of the National Football League Playoffs Edition on TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening across the TSN Radio Network. TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs, at AndyMC81. And folks, we're delivered by Domino's. Hey, for the big game, for any time, whatever the occasion, Domino's.ca has you covered. How about try a medium feast pizza, any style, just $10.99. More hungry? Hey, $11.99 for large shopping pizza. You got the boys over, the family, the ladies going out, whatever. Domino's.ca with side dishes, etc. Domino's.ca. Okay, wild card weekend in the National Football League. Storylines afoot. Now, there's been a coaching carousel, lots of changes. I want to focus on the playoffs this week, and we're going to get into all the coaching and offseason stuff more next week as the playoffs go on. So we'll get into that on today's show. We got... Ty Schulter from The Athletic. We'll go over some AFC playoff scenarios there. Dave Spadaro from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Eagles insider. What a story the Eagles have been this year. And they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They're sitting back, kicking it up, watching, waiting for who their opponents are. And then to talk some Bills, Bills Mafia, my guy from the Sporting News, Carlin Gay. Now, I've known Carlin for years. He's in Australia covering the NFL and NBA for the sporting news. We were talking, he's like, Andy, I got to come on, man. The Bills haven't made it in ni- since 1999. So Carlin Gay will wrap up the program. We'll chat some Bills Mafia. Uh, producer Mike Skrizniak. Skrizzy, how about your Titans getting Andy, into the playoffs? We, we got the playoffs, brother. I am so happy. I know you are. I'm 0-16. Malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> Malarkey gets by. Malarkey just sneaks his way through nine and seven. We'll see about that. We'll see after this playoff game today. But, Ooh. Yeah. but I am extremely excited. It's been since 2008. It's not as long as Bills fans, but still, it's been about 10 years. And uh, It's been a minute. It was The best part about it was beating the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars twice this year. Um, yeah. I really wanted them in the, uh, the 3-6 matchup, but didn't work out that way. Uh, Casey's going to be a tough matchup, obviously, but... Anything can happen in the playoffs, Andy. Anything hey, can happen. You know what? Somebody rolls their ankles, breaks an arm. So weird stuff can happen. So the Titans are in. My Browns are 0 and 16. On to infamy. I'm not going to dwell on it, Skriz. I flipped the page on 2018. I toasted with a bourbon to end the year and had a quiet moment and thought they're bringing back a 1 and 31 coach in Hugh Jackson, and well, I can't say, believe they, it. They say that now. <laughs> it might. It, 
you might get lucky and it might not happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm lucky in anything with a Browns fan. Oh, and 16, just a d- complete debacle. But well, in any the case, best part, the best part was you guys get the fourth overall pick because of the Houston. Texans. Yeah, thanks. So one and four, you if you just select the right guys. I know you haven't been able to do that recently. Yeah, but if you make two smart picks there, you could turn it around. That that is very true. And actually, I do have. Confidence in John Dorsey, the old Kansas City Chiefs GM. He's been a successful general manager before. When he came to the Chiefs, he learned under Hall of Fame general manager Ron Wolf in Green Bay. When he came to Kansas City, the Chiefs were 4-12. and They got Alex Smith 11-5 and in the playoffs the next year. Don't know if I'm expecting that, so but yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. <laughs> but hey, okay. you know what? You're, you're, you're right, though, Squeeze. You got the first overall pick, the fourth overall pick. Hey, Deshaun's leg. Thanks. Let's see, <laughs> Let's see if now, we can actually take advantage. Now, because the Browns have been prone to trading down picks in the past, do you think there's any chance that they trade down number four? No, and I'll tell you why. Because it's a completely different front office building. You had Sashi Brown and those analytics idiots doing things previously. <laughs> before, before then, you had Ray Farmer, who was a Jimmy Haslam puppet, but you still had the influence of Sashi Brown and the analytics people. So that's completely gone. You have John Dorsey as his own man, and this guy is an old-school guy. He has a proven track record of, of successful draft picks. So I'm confident that they won't at least the number one pick and that they're going to be going best player available. Because, Chris, if you're 0-16, you have a lot of holes. Yes, right? yes you do. <laughs> like, let's, not, let's not sugarcoat this. You have a lot of problems. So, yeah, we'll see what the Browns do. How about the Ravens? Looked like they were going to be a lock, dude. I especially with like what was it four minutes left in the fourth quarter? Yep. Uh, they allow what the third least amount of passing TDs through the air this year, and then you let Andy Dalton on a fourth oh. and twelve throw a fifty-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> it's a, it's like they just didn't try. It. I don't understand. No. At home, you let a division rival do yep. that to you. That Dalton's been, ter- been terrible all year. He had his best game of the season, week seventeen. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. And so, yeah, the Ravens are out. And I thought... Did not see that coming. No, Skriz, if they got in, I still maintain they were going in the right direction. They could have challenged if they lined up with the the Patriots at some point. But it's not to be in now. Okay, let's look big picture here. You have the Pats as the one seed. Steelers as the two. Uh, You got Bills, Jags in the wild card. Titans, Chiefs. I don't see... Really, Skriz? Like uh, the only teams that maybe challenge the Patriots, I think, are the Steelers. But the Pittsburgh would have to play in Foxborough, where Big Ben has never been able to win in the playoffs. Maybe the Chiefs because they've done it. But you know, Belichick's going to have revenge on his mind. And no offense to your Titans and the Bills, uh, they don't scare me. And the Jags, you have Blake Bortles. Was Blake Bortles going to go into Foxborough? No, he couldn't go into Tennessee. And play <laughs> game. You think he's going to go into Foxborough? No, of course he's yeah. not. The uh, the bracket I think lined up perfectly for the Patriots mm-hmm. because that two three matchup if it's Pittsburgh and Jacksonville like those were those are the two teams that will probably give New England the hardest chance but one of them's going to eliminate each other I, yeah the, even if the Jags lose to Buffalo but I don't think it's going to happen so now you have what it looks like it's going to be Patriots and Steelers in Foxborough. Ryan Shazy, you're not healthy. Antonio Brown, we don't know how healthy he's going to be with that. No. Nope. Now they have the week off, right? They have the bye. But... And yeah, none of those stars played this week either. So, like, Ben's got some rest. Yeah. Maybe Bell has some rest. 
But, like, unless Le'Veon Bell goes for, what, 200 yards and two TDs, uh, it looks like the Patriots are going to get back to the Super Bowl. How about Juju? You like yourself some Juju Smith-Schuster? That guy's I love awesome. Juju. Did you see him trip uh, LeBron James on Twitter? No. There was a photo of him running past the Cleveland Brown with like kind of like a stiff arm, and he goes, hey, LeBron, get your boy. Wow. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro, you're 20 years old. Wow. Really? I was a Juju fan. He's dead to me now. <laughs> Juju, you're dead to me. I hate you. Sorry, Juju. That Sorry, sucks. Juju. You, lost, you, you lost Andy. However, he did help me win my fantasy league, so a, a small tip of the cap to Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> now, screw this. I think the more interesting, at least wildcard matchups, Come in the NFC. Falcons, Rams, Panthers, Saints. Like, those are can't-miss games. I think Panthers and Saints is going to be the game of the weekend. Me too. I, and I'm, I'm really fascinated to see. Okay, who's legit here? Who's de- is, are, are the Saints' defense, can they hold on? Can Cam Newton, if things get down, if he has to come back where he's Mr. Pout and he hasn't been an overcomer in his career, can he do it? Can he shake that? Or are we going to see Drew Brees ride off and win another playoff round because if I'm looking the Saints are real dangerous they're the only one out of all those teams who have actually finished the job now it was years ago but they actually won the Super Bowl and you got Matt Ryan and the Falcons so the the Falcons Rams are interesting because Scrizz for first year or first time to the playoff quarterbacks like Jared Goff you really don't know what to expect until the game starts we don't know if the lights are going to be too bright we don't know what's going to happen. If you're the Rams, you're leaning on Todd Gurley all day. That, that's got to be the Falcons' uh, number one project. Absolutely. Take him down, right? Like, if you stop... Really, I think if they can make the Rams one-dimensional to a certain degree and make Goff throw, they're going to win that game hands down. But that's easier said than done because Todd Gurley's been a monster. See, what, what worries me about the Falcons is that they're not playing a playoff game in a dome. Like, yeah. they're be in L.A. Which is... Um, yeah, it's going to be nice weather. Well, still, but we've still seen them in the past for Matt Ryan. He's not as good on the road as he is at No, home. you're right. No, you're right. And that offense has been quite inconsistent. Like the, and you're going against uh, a Rams defense that is pretty – like Aaron Donald could be the defensive player of the year this year. It wouldn't shock me. No. Like that, Rams, that Rams front line is very good. So if you can't get the running game going, you're going to put the ball in the hands of Matt Ryan, who's it's had a down year. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard to say. Like Obviously, the Rams haven't been there, but – I just think that the Rams do have the advantage in this matchup. It's going to be very interesting. And you know what? Hey, guys, tweet us your wild card matchup picks on Twitter. Pick us, or tweet us who you think is going to win. At TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81, at Scrizzy underscore TSN. Who do you think? Because that NFC, oh, that's, that, that, that's, real, that's real interesting. Okay, Scrizz, let's make our, quick, our picks real quick. NFC will start Saints, Panthers. Give me the Saints at home. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Saints at home. It's a battle of the running backs. I like, like yeah. all four guys in this game. But I just think Kamara and Ingram are going to be too strong for the Panthers' defense. Big-time quarterbacks, too, and we'll see, uh, what, we'll see what Cam's made of. Falcons, Rams. Boy, you know what? I, I, my gut initially told me, go with the Falcons because they've been there. They've had experience. But the more I think of it, I, I, I'm just, I believe the Rams are set for an upset, and they're going to be riding high. And, and I think that's going to be a huge confidence builder for them against the Falcons. So at home, I'll take L.A. and Todd Gurley to go for a cool 150 and at least one TD. I think I'm with you there. I just think the Rams are too dynamic, yeah. and that the uh, the defense is playing out of their mind right now. I don't think Devontae Freeman will be a factor. I'm going with the Rams. The other side of the wild card weekend: Titans, Chiefs. 
Sorry, Scrizzy, I'm going Chiefs all day, and I, I think they win by seven or more. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. It's that Arrowhead. I want to pick the Titans, obviously, yeah. because I'm putting money down. I just don't I don't see how they can cover Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. There's too many weapons. Alex Smith is playing too well. Yeah. If they don't turn the ball over, they should win handily. I think so. And then the Bills-Jags. For me, the Bills celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. I think that was their plus. They When they move on from Tyrod Taylor next year and find a, a, a franchise quarterback, perhaps – they can do more damage, but I think that was their Super Bowl. Not like the Jaguars have a home field advantage in Jacksonville because it's a horrendous atmosphere, but I think the Jags uh, smother them and, and grind one out. I think this game might be closer than most people think because I do think the Bills kind of line up similarly. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I think they both like to pound the ball, but we don't know how healthy LaShawn McCoy is going to be after that game last yeah, week. Yeah, they're very stuck. crying, got carted off. I, know he's gonna, I think he's going to play... But how effective will he be? Because if Lashawn mm. McCoy doesn't do anything, that offense won't do anything. Oh, it's done. It's done. But I can see this game being like a 16-10, yeah. 13-7 type of deal. Maybe a defensive score here like from either side. But I'm going to have to go with the Jaguars in this one. They're a fluke, but I'm going to go with the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, I think that will be easily the lowest rated game of the weekend. Bills. Probably. <laughs> Bills, Jags. All right, <laughs> so we'll go Jags there. Tweet us your predictions for Wild Card Weekend. At TSN Four Downs at Andy MC eighty one. We're gonna take the break on the other side from PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro stops by to go over Philly and some of the NFC playoff matchups. So you're listening to TSN Four Downs across the TSN Radio Network. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN Radio Network. And folks, we are delivered by Domino's. Get into 2018 by getting yourself some Domino's pizza. They got the medium pizza, pizza any style, just 10.99. Marble cookie brownie for dessert. Try the side dishes too. Hey, they're underrated. Pasta, boneless chicken wings, normal chicken wings, full meal. Taking care of you for the big game for any time, dominoes.ca. All right, on the line now, joining me from the Philadelphia Eagles.com, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Dave, what a season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they get to sit back week one and watch other teams beat each other up to see who they'll be playing. Home field clinch throughout the playoffs. And big picture first year for the Eagles. We knew Carson Wentz. He flashed and he showed development throughout that rookie year. Was there anything pointing to the type of season that the Eagles actually had from Carson Wentz from last year to this season? I mean, they expected a really big jump. There's no doubt. I mean, they they saw greatness in him last year and I think a lot of people on the outside looked at the offense and said well they started out fast and then they really struggled which is true a lot of that was due to the surrounding cast so the Eagles did a good job putting pieces around Carson Carson took a huge jump jump mentally physically he's just awesome and always was so they expected a really big jump I'm not sure 33 touchdown passes in 13 games would say yes, but uh, <laughs> look, the kid, the kid, the kid took a quantum, quantum leap, and and there's still a lot of room to grow with him. But he's got to get through that health yeah. knee. That's that, that's the bummer, man, because he was he was so much fun to watch, and he was so good. Yeah, and that's kind of the theme of this NFL season: stars just going down after star, and it's it was crazy. Now for the Eagles, 
Where, what is, do you feel is an underrated part to their success? I feel that getting that JGI running back addition, and not that he's blown the roof off of anybody, but just adding that to the backfield, I think depth-wise is going to serve him well. Is he is he a key piece going forward? Yeah, he'll be the main ball carrier. I think he's the most explosive running back. He's the one who can make the most defenders miss. He gives you the best home run threat. They need that. They need players to step up offensively and replace some of what Carson gave. They're not going to be able, you know, be able to replace all of it. But now it comes down to game by game, and Ajayi does give you a much more versatile weapon in the backfield. And with the defense, I thought that the Philly defense has been – underrated for most of the year. Now, not perfect by any stretch, but I think that's an, an underlying... Carson Wentz has got all the, the attention, and rightfully so, but I think that defense has been pretty good. How do you think that defense is built for a long postseason run? Uh, I mean, that's, that's what's got to carry this team. Yeah. As the good teams in the playoffs roll, they roll with defense, and the Eagles will be at home. If the weather's going to be anything like it was the last two times they played, bitterly cold, very difficult to do anything offensively or on special teams. And the defense with a great front four, you know, they've got a very aggressive scheme. They've got some excellent players in the secondary at safety with Malcolm Jenkins, with Rodney Cloud. Uh, they pressure the quarterback. They led the league in run defense this year. So that's going to have to be the backbone and, and at times, you know, they've, they've taken the football away a lot, too. So uh, a really great performance is needed by the Eagles defense. In conversation with Dave Spadaro from uh, PhiladelphiaEagles.com, on Twitter, at Eagles Insider. And you can subscribe to the weekly Eagles Live podcast as well. Has the link on his Twitter feed. Now, all right, we're talking about Carson Wentz. Great story. He's not here. It's Nick Foles. And we've had Nick Foles have success in the NFL at a high level. And he's looked good in relief. How does Nick Foles being out? Obviously, he's not the same caliber at Carson Wentz, but how far do you think Philly can go with Foles under center? Look, I think if he does not turn the football over and if they can run the football and continue to convert in the red zone, they can go to the Super Bowl. Hmm. They're going to be a tough out. It's going to be a rapid environment. But I really think the NFC is a completely wide-open picture. I think each of the teams has strengths. I think each of the team has flaws. And I look at the first weekend, and I see two games that are going to be extremely competitive. And I, I don't know what—I don't do point spreads, but any of those teams can win. So, but Nick has to be productive, and he hasn't been productive the last two weeks. They really didn't have much of a chance yesterday, but it hasn't been productive. So the offense has to respond a bit here after a couple of disappointing outputs uh, the last two days, the last two games, and the season. But prior to that, they were explosive. They were leading the league in scoring. They've got to get back to that with Nick, who just isn't the athlete that Carson Wentz is, but he does have people around him, and he does have the experience of going into the playoffs. Yeah, and he's won in the league. He's put up big numbers before, but yeah, last Sunday's uh, 6 nothing loss to Dallas wasn't exactly a classic. Uh, kind of, no, it's kind of, terrible. Cut of your ugly Week, week 17 team. Uh, when we look at uh, matchups so far. So we got the Falcons taking on the Rams. Hey, the guy who went one spot above Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, has looked phenomenal in a resurgence there with L.A. And then the Panthers and the Saints. So the Eagles, of course, would play the lower seed. Whoever wins out of that jumble. Is there somebody, is there a matchup you like more than others for the Eagles or someone you want a Philly to avoid? I mean, well, it's either going to be the Saints, the Panthers, or uh, the Falcons. So I think 
to me, you know, the Falcons have to go all the way out to L.A., hmm. win the game, That would, and then get back to Atlanta and then go to Philadelphia would probably be a more advantageous matchup. Um, they haven't played the Falcons this year. Uh, they, the Falcons' offensive line can be beaten. You know, but look, who knows? Carolina, the Eagles beat Carolina down in Carolina this year. Yeah, I think rematches are always tough, but Carolina's playing really good football. Uh, the Saints clearly have an explosive offense led by two great running backs. And the defense has played well this year, but they are a dome team. So I think there's pluses and minuses, and that's why I think this thing is so wide open. Yeah, you're right. There's uh, especially for the Saints, like that could be it. Just I don't know about you, dude, but I kind of get that feel with the Saints. That all right, Drew Brees doesn't have to throw for 400 yards anymore. You got those two studs, Ingram and Kamara, in the backfield, and the defense is actually good, which you haven't been able to say since they won the Super Bowl. Taking Philly out of the equation for a second, who else? Do you like is is are the Saints the team that can can pop over the edge? The Vikings, hey, they could host, host the Super Bowl. I mean, honestly, I I keep, I'll, keep, I'll repeat. I, I think that they Vikings are probably playing the best right now. Yeah, okay, yeah. they're playing very good football, strong defense. But I think the NFC picture is wide wide open. I think teams look at the Vikings look great, the Rams look great, the Eagles look great. But none of those teams have been in the playoffs mm-hmm. with their with their quarterbacks. Uh, New Orleans has. Carolina has, Atlanta has. So how do you perform in the playoffs? It is a different kind of season. It's a different kind of football. And, and the, the, the pressure is different. So I, I just think this field is as good, competitive, open, as I've seen it for a really long time. And the Vikings, last one for you here, Dave. Like the Vikings, I still can't get over. You have Case Keenum, third string quarterback. Yeah. You lose your stud running back, Dalvin Cook, and they yeah. finish thirteen and three. Like to me, that that's one of the most remarkable stories of the entire year. Case Keenum being a, a relevant quarterback and playing at such a high level. Yeah, he really has played at a high level, and it's been consistent and it's been admirable. And Pat Shermer, their offensive coordinator, yeah. who I know very well from his days in Philly, has done a great job. So. Uh, excellent football team and a defense that will travel on the road if they come to Philadelphia. Dave, really appreciate the time. For any Eagles fans that are listening here on TSN 4 Downs, tell people where they can find you, hear the podcast and all that. Yeah, you did a great job. PhiladelphiaEagles.com as well as our official app. On Twitter, Eagles Insider. And we have a podcast that really kicks butt. Eagles fans all over have been totally into it. The Eagles Live podcast. Amazing. Dave, thank you so much. Happy 2018, and uh, good luck to Philly. Thank you, man. Have a great uh, Happy New Year to everyone out there. All right, that was Dave Spadaro. You heard him uh, list off where you can find him covering the Philadelphia Eagles. What a story that is, and boy, the NFC as a whole. We're going to take the break. On the other side, I'll be talking with Ty Schalter from the Athletic Detroit, and we'll go over uh, the AFC as he covers the NFL in its entirety. The storylines into this opening weekend of playoff matchups in the NFL is fascinating. A lot more coming up here on TSN 4 Downs across the TSN radio network. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, and across the TSN radio network. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN 4 Downs. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, TSN 1050.ca show page, and we post the links on the Twitter accounts as well. And folks, as you know, we're delivered by Domino's. Start the new year off right. Get yourself some Domino's pizza. Go to Domino's.ca today. Check out the medium feast pizza, any style for just $10.99. You're a little bit more hungry. Four toppings, 
Large, eleven ninety nine. Check out the side dishes too. All you need for the big game or anytime at dominoes.ca. On the line now, a friend of show, Ty Schalter from The Athletic. Ty, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, absolutely. Hey, there is a, a plethora of storylines heading into the first weekend of NFL playoffs. And man, okay, let's let's do it. Let's go AFC focused here, and then we'll go uh, into some season end awards and all that. So we got the Patriots as the one seed, the Steelers as the two seed, the Buffalo Bills sneaking in. Now we're going to talk uh, more Bills later, so we'll kind of park them. But with the Titans getting in, the Chiefs and the Jaguars, like for for those clubs jumping up, if they whoever wins to face the Steelers or the Patriots, does, does any one of those scare you that they could upset? the Pats or the Steelers in the divisional round? Yeah, well, it's interesting because, of course, you know, the story with most of these teams is inconsistency. Yeah. Um, you know, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Kansas City, all four of those teams have had moments when they looked like world beaters. Of course, the Chiefs started the season by going up and upsetting the Patriots. And, you know, since losing Eric Berry, the defense really tailed off. But they've gotten a little bit healthier and, uh, you know, rattled off five wins in a row. And uh, the defense really bringing a, a lot better, uh, you know, managing to shut down the Raiders, the Chargers, and the teams that can score some points. So they've made some adjustments. But it's still it's still not the same thing as the juggernaut we saw in the first half. And, the, you know, the, the RPO-powered <laughs> Kareem Hunt running for 8.9 oh. yards per carry. You know, that's not, not, not the same Chiefs team. But overall, I still th- I've been saying for years – they have such a deep roster. They have so much balance. It would not surprise me on any given night if the Chiefs can't, you know, uh, upset either one of these two teams. Now, the Steelers also have injuries. Antonio Brown, uh, you know, we don't know exactly how much longer he's going to be out. Mm-hmm. But without him, that's a different team. I mean, we saw against Cleveland that they can still put up points. <laughs> they still have fast guys. Juju Smith. Between- oh. Juju Smith-Schuster, yes, and certainly he's an electrifying player. Darius Hayward-Bay can still run fast. That was never the problem with Darius Hayward-Bay, but Antonio Brown is still the kind of a weapon you can't afford to lose. So uh, my big question is who's going to score points? Because the Bills, Jaguars, and Titans have really struggled to do that over the course of the year. Now, the Jaguars have had some big games, but again, no consistency. Blake Bortles, the quarterback play, and it seems like sometimes in the biggest spots, and they've needed him to come through, is, is when he hasn't. Mm-hmm. And then the Bills, of course, uh, a lot of the same story where, you know, Tyrod Taylor and that, that offense can score points, can have individual plays, but it, it's not their game to try and keep up if the Steelers are going to try and make it a track meet. No, no, exactly. And the Chiefs, I think, are, yeah, the most interesting. And, boy, wouldn't it be something to be able to see uh, the uh, uh, Chiefs and the Patriots have that rematch? I would fear for Andy Reid, because Belichick, he's always kind of mad, Ty, but he would be extra mad and, and want revenge, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's very tough for me to play armchair psychiatrist with Bill Belichick (laughs) because he's, you know, he's such a, you know, the dour mug and and such a closed book in a lot of, in a lot of ways. You you really struggle to tell what's real, what's facade, is the facade real? You don't really know. Uh, But that having been said, 
he clearly does take certain rivalries, certain matchups very personally, and any kind of a slight or anything like that does seem to be fuel for him to, to you know, go even deeper into his bag of tricks, stay even longer in the woodshed, and prepare some game plans. And I think, you know, it's really been impressive to see the coaching staff, what they've done. Um, the way that the defense, we thought that defense was going to take a big step forward, adding Stephon Gilmore and, and, you know, just between injuries and talent not working out, it hasn't been the case. So both, and then, of course, there are injuries on the offensive side of the ball as well. So it's no wonder that Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia are hot head coaching candidates right now because they both had to make a lot of adjustments this season and play a different game than the games that they played, you know, than the schemes that they employed last year to get as far as they did. So for me, um, you know, you can't bet against Bill Belichick in any way, shape, or form, but there's certainly an opportunity there in terms of talent for one of these four teams, probably the Chiefs most likely, uh, to upset them. In conversation with Ty Schulter of The Athletic on Twitter, at Ty Schulter. And uh, word coming down uh, earlier in the week, Ty, that Bruce Arians stepping away, officially retiring from coaching in the National Football League. 65 years old, uh, numerous health problems, one of the greatest offensive minds of this generation, stepping away from the Cardinals. And I think in part, Ty, you look at, at Arizona, and that's a team that got very old and needs to rebuild. And I'm sure for Arians it was, hey, you know what, I'm not up to a full rebuild. Uh, he had a nice, a nice right. ride there. But yeah, for, for Bruce Arians, just how will you remember him as far as, uh, like, uh, but to me it bounces back to uh, what he was able to do with Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Well, see, that's exactly where I was going to go with it because Arian's career is fascinating to me. People forget that he's 65. That he's yeah. the same age as Bill Belichick. They think of him because he burst onto the scene. Um, you know, Steelers fans certainly knew him well as an offensive coordinator. And believe it or not, Steelers fans were not a big fan of his work. He was not beloved in Pittsburgh um, for his play calling. You know, it's Steel City, and uh, you know they didn't like the way he threw it a lot and, and the way that, you know, he – lined up so many wide receivers and made it hard to run the ball as effectively. And, you know, they didn't like some some of the schemes that he drew up. And so then for him to go to Indianapolis, step up to the moment uh, when Chuck Pagano was back with cancer and and, and become coach of the year in that moment, um, it's it's a huge thing, but it's also a very late-blooming career. So then he he has that opportunity to come and he does it again with Arizona. And like you said, it's – it's such a shame because one of the things that really bothers me when we start evaluating coaches and, and players in terms of rings won. Oh, well, he never won a ring. So he wasn't that good. You know, there's lots of things that you can't control on that football field. They put together a great team in Arizona. And there are a few years where they absolutely were worthy of winning a ring. But, you know, injuries to Carson Palmer bad breaks here and there, kept them from putting it all together. Um, I think Arians should be remembered as a fantastic offensive mind. And it should be, we should also realize that you don't have to be Sean McVay. You know, if you're not uh-huh. coach of the year at 32, that doesn't mean you can't coach. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. And and yet, the bad luck, you lose David Johnson week one, right? Palmer yeah. goes down. Like, what are you supposed to do if you're Arian? So, yeah, nice career. One as an assistant coach, wide receivers, and uh, an OC with the Steelers. Couple of Super Bowls there. So, Bruce Arian's uh, stepping aside. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Let's do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, man. That was Ty Schalter from The Athletic on Twitter, at Ty Schalter. After the break, we're going to be talking Bill's Mafia. My buddy, 
Carlin Gay from the Sporting News. He is going to be talking to us all the way from Australia. He covers the NFL and NBA for the Sporting News down there. And uh, I've known Carlin for, gosh, 10 plus years, if not longer. He is the biggest Bills fan. And I had to say, you know what? It's been since 99. Get him on. So I will talk Bills Mafia with Carlin Gay from the Sporting News after this on TSN 4 Downs. Back to wrap up another edition of TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton across the TSN radio network. Get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, the iHeartRadio app, tsn1050.ca show page. What you do, you go there, you click on the show page, scroll down, you'll see my smiling face. Boom. All the episodes you need right there. And you get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. And guys, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. Pizza for the big game. It's a busy school night. Whatever, go to Domino's.ca. You got side dishes, you got medium feast pizza, any style for $10.99. Check it all out at Domino's.ca. Now, some history was made in the National Football League last weekend. And the Buffalo Bills, for the first time since 1999, they got some help from the Cincinnati Bengals and Andy Dalton. They're in the playoffs, and as soon as that happened, I messaged an old friend of mine, Carlin Gay. We worked together for many years at TSN CBC over on this side. He now is a rock star in Australia working for the Sporting News, covering the NBA and NFL all the way from Australia. Carlin, congratulations on the Bills, and how are you, buddy? I, I couldn't be better, my friend. It, it, it's now been a couple of days of me to, you know, kind of sit back and actually take in what has happened. And uh, like I said, in the moment, I felt like we won the Super Bowl, and, and, and that was all. Uh, it, it really did feel like we won something, but we only got in. That's it. We only got in, and uh, we definitely partied like it was 1999. A lot of yeah. broken tables across the world. <laughs> Bill's Mafia. How about that? Yeah, party like it's 1999. Really? Right. Yeah, That's... yeah. Indeed. Yeah. That was the last time. And and if you had told me back then, because I remember watching that game and and being disappointed that we got beat on a forward lateral against a team oh. in, in Tennessee that ended up, you know, karma reversing itself, and they they ended up falling short just on the goal line, pretty much to to lose in the Super Bowl yeah. that year. I would have had no clue that you know we would have had the troubles and the struggles that we would have had you know, for 17 years, because that was a time when we had two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It was Flutie and, and Rob Johnson going back and forth. Uh, you know, we, we we had Wade Phillips, who was, you know, supposed to be a defensive guru. Everything was fine. And then you get the Alex Van Pelts, and you get the Trent Edwards, yeah. and you get the Ryan Fitzpatrick's, and, uh, you know, the Thad Lewis's, and oh. go on and on. And, and, and you're wondering, when is it going to be? And it finally happened. It, it, it was a huge sigh of relief across the world for uh, Bill's Nation. Yeah, Fitz magic, no more, Carlin. It's, uh, no, no yeah. more. Uh, th- that is just remarkable for the Bills since 99 the first time. And now my poor Browns are the longest serving. <laughs> like, Carlin, just an extra kick in the gut. I go 0-16, 1-31, and then oh. Now you're the longest team with the playoff drought since 2002. <laughs> I was like, I was like, 2017, get out of here. Enough. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? You know what? It, it can't get any worse than what it already is. You're at rock bottom now, yeah. so the only way is up. The only way is up. <laughs> how can how can it get any worse than what it is right know. now for, for the Cleveland Browns? I I honestly don't know, but I'm sure owner Jimmy Haslam can find a way. Carlin, I'm sure he can find, <laughs> he can create something. But anyway, you know what? We're, we're going to be happy in 2018. I'm going to live vicariously through you and the Bills. So 
All right. As you said, it was you felt like you won the Super Bowl. It looked that way in the locker room. Do you get the feeling? Because I'm kind of getting this a little bit. And not that the Jags can't be beat. That defense is next level, but it's Blake Bortles, for goodness sakes. Like, come on. But yeah. are you getting the feeling that this might be, okay, we got in, we did it, it's that emotional up, and that's good enough? Maybe. I, I, I definitely have that feeling, even as a fan. I, I definitely have that feeling going into it. And let's face it, the Jaguars, they're, they're no playoff, you know, stores either. This no. is the first time they've been in the playoffs for, for years. And with Blake Bortles, they kind of back their way in. But uh, when you look at the team itself, you know, there's, there's a team that's fifth in the league in scoring points against their second in the league, uh, number one in the league in rushing yards. And, and then even Blake Bortles is able to get them close to the top half of the league in passing yards. So they have a playoff team, a solid team. They didn't win the AFC South by mistake uh, and a lot of fight in them. And they're pretty disciplined, mm-hmm. uh, especially defensively. Doug Marone's doing a great job there uh, in, in Jacksonville. But where I think the Bills could potentially pull the upset off is they have a lot of bulletin board material going into this one. You have, you know, Marcel Darius is going to be on the the other side. Uh, His exit in in Buffalo, obviously, was uh, kind of unceremoniously dumped to Jacksonville. Uh, You have Doug Marone, who kind of left Buffalo high and dry. That's going to be on the mind for a lot of players. Uh, in that locker room that still remained from the, from that regime. So, uh, and it's a team that you know no one's going to be picking the Bills going into this game. Uh, they're going to be riding high. The problem is, is that realistically, when you look on paper, Mac, it, it's not going to be a close matchup. It, they're really going to have to ride high on the emotions. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. That Doug Marone storyline is fascinating too, isn't it? Because of course, hey, Pagula bought the team. He had the out in the contract, and you know what? There were hard feelings, but for Marone. It's in the contract. Like, do you, you yeah. know, like, hey, you get, what What was it, eight million bucks? I might be checking that box yeah. off, too. But you look at it as, as from a Buffalo standpoint, it's, it's always, we're always kind of left as uh, no one really wants this. No one really wants to come to Buffalo. No. no one's, you know, putting their hands up and saying that we want to go to Buffalo. And it's not like he went to a franchise that is, you know, a, a glamour franchise. He didn't go to the Steelers. He didn't go to the Patriots. He went to Jacksonville. <laughs> when you get left for Jacksonville, yeah. that hurts. That's, that is that yes. is the ultimate disrespect <gasps> in terms of being a football fan. Oh. Because the people of Jacksonville, let's put it let's put it uh, fair and and frank, they barely care about the Jaguars themselves. No, and I think honestly, I, I think honestly in this game uh, the, uh, as well that there's going to be a lot of fans traveling, uh, Buffalo Bills fans traveling to this game, and and you might see a, a 60-40 split in that crowd because uh, Jacksonville doesn't even turn up, you know, when they, uh, when they, when they're at home in the regular season, that's why they're playing so many games in London because they could, they could hardly sell tickets. The London believe Jaguars. You me, Bills, yeah. The London Jaguars. <laughs> believe you me, Bills mafia will show up in Jacksonville uh, because they, like I said, they've been waiting since 1999 for this. This may be the only playoff game. Now we realize for another 17 years, <laughs> oh. so you might as well show up. And, uh, and and really cheer. So that that's going to give Bill's emotional highs. You saw yesterday in Miami as well. Yeah, and hey, it's in Florida. There's worse things to travel yeah. out of out of uh, the north part of the country this time of year and go down yeah. to Florida, right? So yeah, that could exactly. be yeah, minus fifteen, minus seventeen oh. degree temperature. You you get out of there anytime you can. Yeah. So the Bills. So Carlin, long term, I think it's safe to say we know Tyrod Taylor isn't the guy, but he's been good enough to get you there. And Nate mm. Peterman, well. If, if that one game tells us anything, it at least says uh, f- through the five interceptions, Carlin, that um, y- we might have to look f- further for our, our future franchise quarterback. <laughs> Do you see whether the Bills win this game or not? 
Do they move on from Tyrod Taylor after this year? I think they have to. Yeah. Uh, I think they have to move on to Tyrod Taylor because now that you're in the playoffs, you're going to kind of be expected to make it back or at least compete. And, you know, falling off and falling short from the playoffs next year is not going to be an option for the Buffalo Bills franchise. And not only, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor has to be a, a better quarterback, but I think Sean McDermott, even though he broke the streak, he needs to be better coached. There's been times throughout the regular season where he really shot himself in the foot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wasting timeouts, wasting challenges, making the decision to put Peterman in in the middle of the season when, you know, they were they were still in the playoff. They had a playoff spot. A lot, they were locked into a playoff spot at that time, yeah. and he made that switch. So, um, And it almost cost them because that game was a tiebreaker game. Uh, we didn't know that until the, the last week of the season, but that game was a tiebreaker game. Then uh, the Chargers would have held the tiebreaker uh, if if the uh, if the Bills uh, didn't win against uh, Miami and, and Baltimore didn't end up losing, you know, in, in miraculous fashion. So um, those things, he was lucky to, to to not have it come back and haunt him. He's going to be looking at this playoff game. His very first playoff game is going to be intense, and I think I expect him to make mistakes. To be quite honest with you, mm. uh, in this playoff game. But the off seasons where he's really going to have to learn and see what he has defensively. We could talk about the quarterback all we want, but defensively, there's holes there in that running uh, defense, and and they're going yeah. to be uh, they're going to be challenged against this Jacksonville team. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette has has had a great season. Um, you know, if he's healthy enough to go, that that be that be incredible. Uh, and you know. Um, this is a Jacksonville Jaguar team that knows they can run it on any team, and you're bringing in a Bills defense that's kind of switched cheese when it comes to the run. So defensively, I expect them to uh, to, to use a lot of their draft picks to kind of stop those running holes, uh, no question about it. But the, the quarterback goes without saying. But Carlin, that's the future. Enjoy the now. And I'm sure on Twitter, at Gay, you'll be tweeting out some stuff in support of Bills Mafia as they take on the Jaguars on Wild Card Weekend. Mac, no question about it. And I, like I said, if you had told me after the last playoff game in 1999 that I would have had to wait 17 years, oh. a lot has happened. A lot yeah. has happened in that time. Yes. I, I thought about it. I thought about it after the game. So much has happened. I didn't even know you 17 I years know. ago. And now, now, we, now we're now we're good friends. We've had we've had shows together, successful shows. One of the uh, the first ever podcast to make it to radio uh, on yeah. a national level. I think so. That, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it, and, and it, it, it's incredible. And honestly, to see what you've done since, uh, my man, my my uh, my Buffalo Bills made me happy. But every time I get an opportunity to hear you on radio, it makes me happy as well. Because oh. I know I was a part of that journey, and, uh, and and to see you now reach the levels that you're reaching, and there's still there's still somewhere else to go, my man. <laughs> there's still more higher levels for you to reach. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a I'm Mac Mafia, baby. Mac, Mac Mafia. Mafia. I like that. We should hashtag that. <laughs> Carlin, we, we're we're both continuing to uh, reach for that proverbial brass ring, right? Up to yes, yes, you are. And you know what, man, yes, I, I, I'm telling you, and you are, uh, I'm, I'm not pumping your tires. You're a must-follow on Twitter at the Carly. Your NBA and NFL coverage on Sporting News Australia, phenomenal and next level. Buddy, uh, great talking with you. And let's, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm cheering for the Bills this weekend. Let's hope we can talk again with a Bills W. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm going through a table if we make it to the yeah. Super Bowl. I promise you that. <laughs> All right, that is Carlin Gay from the Sporting News on Twitter at the Carlin Gay. And that'll do it for another edition of TSN 4 Downs. Get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs. Myself at AndyMC81. Folks, enjoy the games. You've been listening on TSN 1050 and across the TSN radio network.